Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. And the other part of that jigsaw is that studies as well as far back as the 1980s showed that in some socioeconomic groups the father of the child was not the one that the child thought it was in about 5% of cases. So one in 20 children in some lower socioeconomic groups are actually not the children the father of the father they thought they were. Uh, that was discovered when they were trying to uh, work out this, the conundrum of rhesus disease, um, the blood grouping problem. And, and in other populations, 2 or 3% is pretty standard. So in the lady having an affair and the husband having an affair, the children are born. So in, they're not, uh, those children aren't able to chase down their potential father if they discover that's not the case. So, yeah, I think it's still a conundrum. I'm, I go along with what's happening and, and I'm going along with it because if you don't tell a child, there's a strong possibility with the genetic testing that we now have, when people go and look for their origins, that they'll that, that would turn up and then the parents are faced with a dilemma in an adult child of uh, being asked, where did I come from? I think it's much better for, for children in the eight years plus age that daddy wasn't the daddy, but you're here because we loved you and we chose to use a donor because otherwise you wouldn't be here in the world. That's rebounded in I've watched lobby groups where children can see through donation have been, who, who are also depressed or suffer mental illness, stand up and say it was all because I did that wasn't, I, I discovered my dad wasn't my dad. I'm not sure that's the underlying cause. <laughs> so anyway, you you may detect that I have a, a slightly biased view compared with many people, but I certainly accept that where we've got where we're going is the right way. But I do not accept that the boys that I recruited in the 1980s should bear any grievance because they did something in an altruistic way. Now a child is saying that you're my genetic father. Prof, what's your opinion? About, inf about fertility treatment add-ons in improving the patient's chances of having a baby. <clears throat> and can you give us some examples of fertility treatment add-ons? Yeah. My overall view is unless there's scientific evidence for add-ons, using them is a waste of time. The, there are many add-ons. And if you go onto Google, people will try and sell you stuff saying this will improve your fertility, male fertility, female fertility. You go to naturopaths, 
Chinese herbalists spend lots and lots of money on medications that have no scientific proof. I'm a skeptic. That doesn't mean I don't prescribe them. When patients come to me and they say they've read this, they've read that, my one question is, will it do any harm? If it does no harm, then use it. The problem in the scientific evidence, and usually there isn't any, uh, what there is, ah, uh, I've treated 100 patients with this medication, and in the last 12 months, 80 of them got pregnant. With all due respect, that's the normal rate of conception of the natural population using no medications. Do they work? I don't think so. But they will claim those successes as due to the medication. And if things get better, it must be due to something. So therefore, you know, taking this or that vitamin or this or that herb must have made the difference. It's garbage. Na nature um, doesn't make help. Sorry, nature is not particularly good at, in terms of fertility in the human. And three months of trying, if you're under the age of 35, you've only really got a 30% chance of being pregnant, 30 to 40% chance of being pregnant. So when you panic after three months and rush off to the naturopath or whatever, because some friend told you, then, and you get pregnant the next month, that wasn't because of the medication. It was because you got your 15% per cycle that nature always was going to give you. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him, michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 